Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and in the studio with us this morning is, excuse me, the Great People studio this morning Thank you. is our Great People host, James Muncie. Good morning, JJ. Welcome back to the show, James. Welcome me back to the show. Yeah, we welcome come back to you. to you. Oh, welcome back, Cotter. We come to you every Thursday morning here on 97.7 FM, The Answer, 820 AM. Also, if you want to see what kind of craziness looks like, you can check us out live. We're on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash show. Every Thursday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. here in the glorious city of Richmond, Virginia. But you also might be listening to us on Apple iTunes, iPod, podcasting, whatever they call it these days. Yeah. They just change the name of it regularly to keep you on your toes. You know, we got a message on the Facebook page earlier this week from somebody who listens in Bangladesh. Yes. <laughs> that yes. Was, that was pretty cool. That was and rather interesting. He asked it? us how to make him great. It did. <laughs> yes, he did. Yep. And it came across in English, which I was very thankful yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, right now we're cruising at about 17,000 likes on our Facebook page and it's very global. And, uh, it's not every day you get these Facebook messages from folks on messenger from Bangladesh. I think it was about five in the morning, wasn't it? It was. I, were you awake when that happened? No, I were saw you when I, it? Well, you had already responded when I, I woke okay, up. Okay. So and, it was after. And you got to tell everybody what you, what you said. Well, I said, I said, um, absolutely tune into the show. And he said, okay, I will. And I think something's something about um, I'm look you know I'm waiting no I'll be waiting. That's right. So if you're listening, I don't even remember his name, but if you're listening, we're here to make you great. We are. That is the purpose of the Great People Show. We come to you because everyone is on some sort of path to being better. Most people want to be on that path. Not everyone. We need to keep that in mind that a lot of the people around us don't necessarily want anything different in their life. Or if they want something different in their life, they're not willing to do the hard work necessary to get something different. And that's very discouraging, I know, for many of, uh, of, of our listeners to want to do different things in their life, do better things in their life, and they're surrounded by people that don't necessarily want that. But I always look at that as an opportunity, JJ. You know, I, I if... if uh... It's a way to separate yourself out from the pack, whether it's in your career, mm-hmm. whether it's in your circle of friends. The people who are making an effort to really be great, you will go so much further yeah. with wherever your goals may be. And this is a very interactive show. We we appreciate our callers. Uh, I think I mentioned last week that if we just had one whole show where people called in to uh, to to get some advice and to share some accomplishments and maybe some failures that we can help them walk through, then fine by us. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines here a little bit later to be uh, to be a part of the show. You can reach us at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. We'll be taking calls here in just uh, in just a little while. And we're going to have a very cool topic today. I'm really, really excited about our topic. Uh, I'm actually pretty obsessed over this topic. Uh, but before we get to that, I, I want to talk about purpose. Okay. I want to talk about purpose. And this has been laying on my heart so much over the last six months. I personally have struggled with purpose for a majority of my life. Mm. Um, I uh, I didn't become really a man of faith until uh, I was in my my late 20s. And even then, I didn't really understand what purpose was. So a big part of what we do on the show, and I'm not going to speak for you, James, but I feel like our purpose is to help other people find 
and execute on their purpose. Could not agree more. Good. Um, so I want to talk about, th- and, and, and I think the reason I, I'm so encouraged and so motivated to want to talk about this today as we open up the show is an article that I saw this week from Harvard Business Review that uh, I don't remember the exact title, but it was something around purpose is not found, it's created. And this massive light bulb went off on me. On me? Over me? In me? In you. The light bulb, which is no longer incandescent, this LED light bulb went off in me. That's good. Um, That we keep wanting to chase this thing and find it. It's almost like we have a flashlight and we're just walking around in a dark forest going, where's my purpose? Where's my purpose? My purpose is around here. It must be here somewhere. Where can I find my purpose? And it just struck me. It's, it's purpose is not found. It's created. Mm-hmm. Like we are in the midst of creating our purpose right now. Me, you, Asher, this guy named Fraser, who I keep talking about in the studio this morning, everybody is engaged in the purpose, but we don't realize it. And I'm going to just read a little bit from this article and, and share my two cents worth on top of that. We're all looking for purpose. Most of us feel that we've never found it, we've lost it, or in some ways, we're falling short. And I think the reason that particular part really struck me so much is because we are waiting to happen, we're waiting for something to happen for us. Mm -hmm. That there's this, whether it be God, uh, another force in the universe, or just things in general, just waiting for us just to wake up one day and go, oh, here it is, finally bestowed upon me after years of waiting what my purpose is. But in the midst of all this, I think we're also suffering from what I see as fundamental misconceptions about even what purpose is. And it really is neatly encapsulated by the question that I hear most often is, how do I find it? How do I find my purpose? How do I find my purpose? How do I find my purpose? And I've been in Dale Carnegie now for 17 years, and I see, I see people's purposes all over the place totally go unrecognized, just literally blinded to why they are really doing what they're doing. Um, and I love this Mark Twain quote, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. And we know Mark Twain is a pretty funny dude. Like he had a lot of funny quotes. Mm-hmm. So you wonder is that quote, if there was like other hidden meaning to it, I, I don't think so. I, I think, I think he nailed it. Most of us are just moving through life, waiting until fate delivers a higher calling to us. Purpose is the thing that you build. It's not a thing that you find. In this show, the Great People Show has become an extension of my purpose. Has it become an extension of your purpose? It has, and more so every week. That is fat. That you and I don't. You and I need to have more JJ James conversations about us in the show. We talk about the topics and in, in the listeners and the goals, but we don't talk enough about like what our hearts are in, in, into this. Um, and and I've by and I've found that by putting it out to the universe. It has attracted the purpose of others. I had a, an amazing conversation with, a, 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 not a referral, just a, a connection that someone gave me this week to someone in South Carolina who I will absolutely have on this show one day. He was just energetic, excited. I was driving back from Roanoke, had a three-hour drive ahead of me, and I was pretty wore out. And my heart was pumping. My blood was flowing just by having a conversation with him. Mm. And I simply said to him, I said, man, you need to have a radio show. And the whole reason he was talking to me is because the referral, the, the, the person introduced us, wanted him to talk to me about this radio show. Hmm. And he said, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I've always thought in the back of my mind I could do a lot of this stuff on radio. <laughs> so I, I turned into an encouragement for him that just six months ago before I came on radio, I never would have even really met him before. So a, a big part of our purpose in life is about being able to 
create breakthroughs for the other people in our life based solely on, on what we're doing. Your purpose is defined by your past and your life experiences. There should be little question uh, as to what your, your why is. And I get that all the time. What's my why? What's my why? There should be little question of why you're waking up in the morning. It's not always clear because it's hard for us to see it for ourselves. We tend to complicate things with our emotions. We have this wonderful exercise that we take people through. And and if you're ever interested in going through something like that, you can reach me at jj at greatpeopleshow.com and we'll do it. Um, I'm I've pretty, got, oh, go and ahead. I've got some questions. We have a few yeah, after the break, I've got some big questions. This is great, JJ. Okay. We're, I'm going to get into stuff right after the break. It's a great people show. Great Don't go anywhere. Show. When we come back, we are going to finish this conversation about purpose, and I'm, I'm just going to have to tell you what I'm obsessed about, but you'll have to wait. You're listening to The Great People Show. Oh, I want something just like this. Right on. That's a new song coming after our break. No one's really expecting that because today we're going to talk about obsession. And I'm going to weave this into what we were talking about right before break. We were talking about purpose, and we're not going to let that one go. And I'm curious out there if anyone is actually obsessed with your purpose. And before we went uh, to break, we asked for some callers to just come talk to us about what's kind of on their heart and, more importantly, uh, on today's topic about purpose and obsession. And we, we have our first caller today, Austin. Austin, you with us? Yes, sir. What's up, man? Welcome to the Great Thank People much. Show, Austin. So, Austin, Austin, I sense that you're a pretty obsessed guy. It's just a hunch I that am. I've got. <laughs> I am pretty obsessed. What are you pretty obsessed about? You know, I mean, there's just circles of your life between your personal, your spiritual, financial, relational, and your business. And, you know, I think I'm an overachiever. Okay. I always have been. And, uh, I mean, you got to look at the definition of obsessed. I mean, it's to preoccupy or fill the mind of someone continuously, intrusively, yes. and to a troubling extent. Yes. So, I mean, it's, I feel like I'm like that in all areas of my life. So how do you do that, though? How, how, how do you consume your mind continuously with all that stuff? Like, there must be some sort of overriding obsession that just consumes it more. You know, I look at, uh, I guess, my childhood. I was kind of in an underprivileged childhood, so it was kind of proving something to myself, I Ooh, guess. Yeah. So um, you had to change your mindset, you know. I mean, back in 2012, I lost my grandmother, and that's kind of when I made the shift Ooh. to say that I was going to change my mindset and the way I ran my life, ran my business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, I mean, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. But if you ever want to achieve a big audacious goal, you got to be obsessed with it. So I, I want to ask you a couple things. I want to ask you about that big audacious goal. But before that, curious why the passing of your grandmother had such a shift in you? Because she was the one that really held our family together, I would say. You know, I mean, she 
she put us all together at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. She was my cheerleader. I was her, uh, what she called me, the ambitious grandson, as oh, I should say. Okay. And, um, you know, when she passed, I was, you know, I, I owned a real estate company, so we kept hitting the ceiling and this ceiling. Mm. And I was like, there's got to be something else. So I, you know, started studying what the the other overachievers were doing in the business. And, you know, I just emulated what they were doing and became obsessed with it. Wow. So really, in a way, uh, and we, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about the loss of your grandmother. I can tell that it, it had a traumatic impact or dramatic impact on you. Uh, but it's interesting how your grandmother's purpose may have been to leave all those seeds for you to water. And it wasn't until she, she left that you saw them at least saw them in the way that they should manifest into your life. And clearly it's led into some, as you put it, big, hairy, audacious goal, your BHAG. What is that for you? What is your, what is, what is your goal? And maybe more importantly, Austin, what is your purpose in life? My purpose in life, I believe, is to be a high achiever and then teach people how to be high achievers and sustain a balanced life. Oh. You know, I, um, I, you know, my why, I, like I said, I grew up in underprivileged children with bill collectors, utilities getting shut off, ultimately mm. a foreclosure with my parents. And, you know, my why is just to be financially set to mm-hmm. where my kids never have to see any of that. Wow. And all my, I mean, I'm obsessed with it. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I study what Warren Buffett does. I study what the markets do. And it's just it's been one of my things, you yeah. know, another thing, uh, the, another reason why the passing of my grandmother was because of her health, the way, the way she drank, the way she ate, she was from Paris. So growing up on good oh. French food is, uh, kind of one of the issues. And, um, you know, when she passed, I was a hundred pounds heavier than I am today. Wow. So I had to turn around and become obsessed on how to get the weight off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And whenever you say you're, you're obsessed, I'm curious if it ever, if you ever catch it driving you too far with anything? Uh, yes, I will say with the, and I'm starting to see it now as my kids get older. Um, I am out of bed every morning at 345 Whoa. at Ed Gold's gym by four o'clock. What time do you and go to bed? Like when do you well, get to sleep? Where, uh, that is where the negative comes into oh, play. Okay. I am worthless after eight o'clock at night. <laughs> so it's like, if the kids have anything to do after eight o'clock at night, I'm sitting here nodding off. Yeah. They have cheer practice or a cheer competition. It's very hard for me to focus. And uh, over the past month, I can say I've been adjusting my schedule to okay. where I'll go to the gym later. And so I'm available to be up after eight o'clock yeah. at night. Does that ever affect you mentally? Just knowing that now you can't be there at three forty-five? because let's face it, if you were there at three forty-five, there has to be some sort of an emotional obsession just to get your butt out of bed. So you've got this drive and this determination, and now you're making some adjustments, in my opinion, for the right reasons, so that you can be a little bit more tuned in to your family. But does that ever create any sense of guilt or negative feelings because you are now getting up at 4, 4.30, whatever that time is? Like, how, how, how do you manage those emotions? Oh, yeah. I mean, if I don't get to the gym, it, I mean, it's weird. I mean, if, if I'm not there at 4 o'clock, it really throws my entire day off. Yeah. And uh, you just have to put it in your mind. You know, I mean, you have to come to a conclusion that this is what it's going to have to take to be able to balance it all out, to spend time with your with your kids in the evening and to be able to work on this goal of keeping this weight off. And the other, um, the other question I have for you, and uh, you, you may not have even thought about this or maybe have, um, at what point do you worry, maybe worry is not even in the word, but you, you get a little concerned about the burnout factor because, in my opinion, when you get so obsessed, especially when that obsession happens around uh, activities, you know, getting to the gym, working hard, doing certain things that just require us to give off some energy, 
sometimes we don't know what our physical capacities are. And, and I think that's part of the obsession, isn't it? Like we want to find out what those boundaries are. Do you, do you, do you ever, do you, do you see something wane or do you ever get concerned that, gosh, how can I actually keep this up? The way that I deal with burnout and it comes in all aspects of my life is change. I mean, if you go work out at a different gym, you drive a different route home, mm. you go talk to clients you haven't talked to in years, you, I don't know, go spend some money instead of saving it. I mean, yeah. there's always something to combat once you get set into a regiment and into, uh, I guess, a set schedule throughout a day. Yeah, you're going to get burned out, mm -hmm. and especially in the my line of work. I mean, real estate's a perpetual business. It runs 24-7. Yeah. You've just got to take a time out and change something, and it kind of resets everything and re-energizes me. I, I think of the word disruption when you were sharing that. Like, you know, oh, yeah. it sounds yeah. like you know when to, when, when to disrupt it, when to pull, when to like cut a wire on something just to see what's going to happen. Just mess it up once. Just to mess. see what happens. Well, let's face it. If you don't mess it up on your own, there's a good chance that someone's going to mess it up for you or something's going to get messed true. up. So, Austin, thanks for joining the show today. Some parting advice for, for our listeners uh, on this whole obsession thing. What, what would you share with our audience that we could do different? I got to say, just once you come obsessed with something, you've got to put it in your mindset and make sure you've got the energy and make time for what matters most to you and then just go for it. Do Amen. your homework. That's awesome. Austin, thank you so much for joining the show, buddy. Good to have you here this morning. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Yeah, man, go kill it. I get the feeling he's going to go crush something today. What do you think? I think he sounds like he does that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I admire folks like that. And, um, you know, we if, if we were able to keep Austin on the phone for an hour, we might find out way more to the story of there's everything in life has a positive and negative to it. Everything. It does. Well, there's, there's going to be there are consequences to every action, good or bad. I mean, you know, yes. it's like he was saying, he gets up at four o'clock in the morning, which is awesome. The flip side of that is he's got to be in bed at, at by eight o'clock or he's worthless after eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. So for me, I tend to be gone from about seven thirty every morning until I usually get home around six at night. Okay. If I were to go to, I would love to get up at four a.m. and hit the gym every morning. <laughs> me too. I, I really would. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, if I went to bed at eight o'clock every night, I don't know when I'd spend any time with my wife. Yeah. Uh, at all. I mean, the kids go to bed around eight, and that's when Catherine and I can can talk. It's when we mm -hmm. can catch up. I'm going to bring that up uh, in my life right now because I am, I am obsessed with my family. I am obsessed with spending time with my family. Mm -hmm. And maybe to the point of what Austin, he really got me thinking about this because as I was thinking about the show and this whole topic of obsession, well, by the way, we went to Facebook on, on a research question Monday night and it was explosive. It was. We, we said, what are you obsessed with? And it was mad. I don't think we've ever received so many comments on a Facebook post. Yeah. As we no, I don't that. think we have either. And of course, in this whole exercise, I start to think about what am I obsessed about? I'm totally obsessed with my family. And, and here's some evidence to that. And to your point, James, um, there, there's a, there's a negative, uh, or, a what did you say? There's I said a consequence. a consequence. I don't know a better word to use. Good point. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I am obsessed with my family. I'm obsessed with spending time because I did not grow up in a household where I saw my dad that often. He worked for the railroad and I never was upset about that because he was providing for our family. Mm -hmm. he, he did a good job of understand, uh, getting us to understand why he had to be gone so much. He would be gone for like four days at a time, come in at midnight, spend eight hours at the home and be gone. And I'd wake up and I, I would wake up and didn't even know he was home. Right. That's just the way that the world, but he was doing it to provide for our family. And, and to Austin's point, 
I don't want to be that dad. I want to uh, construct a life so that I can be so available for my family that they grow up knowing they got the best of me. And I, so we've got these routines now at home. My son's eight, my daughter's five, where either Sam or I will, will lay down with one of the kids. It's a, it's a habit that has been created, good mm-hmm. or bad. I was talking to someone yesterday. They're like, yeah, our, our, our nine-month-old sleeps with us, and the doctor says it's not a good idea. I was like, screw the doctor. Your daughter one day will not want to have you in the same zip code as you. So <laughs> it's okay. I understand there's other consequences, yeah. but I wouldn't worry too much about it. And so when we lay down with, with each child, I go out like a light man. Eight o'clock, done. I'm trash. I'm the kind of person where when I slow down, I'm done. Right. And so I start to lose some quality time with Sam. And there for a while, for many years, when I was getting up at 5 a.m. to run, it was a, it was a good thing. I, I, I was... I was needing to get to sleep early. So, so you know, I don't think obsession's a bad thing, but maybe you, our audience, has a different opinion on that. Uh, we are here for you to, to, to chat about this obsession thing or just if you've got something going on in your life to uh, that's preventing you from being greater or better, call us on the show at 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366, because... As we said last week, we are your on-call coach. We are, and we're here. Doctor is in. <laughs> Let's flip the sign up. The doctor right. is in. If you want to see what kind of madness happens in the studio while we're doing our show here, you can see us at facebook.com slash Show. We come to you live every Thursday morning on 97.7 and 8.20 a.m. You're listening to The Obsessed Great People Show. That is not going to happen. No, we would lose all of our listeners. You can't get to that pitch. No, that would be no. God, no. You would not want to do that. <laughs> Wait, were you saying that God no, or like, please God, don't let me do that? No, like I would. <laughs> I'm here to try to help people, JJ. And if I were to <laughs> sing, it would go against everything we're here to do. But you know, speaking of what we're here to do, please. So in the beginning of the show, Speak we were talking about up. purpose. We got a call, which was great. It was great. Thank you, Austin. Want to ask you a little about though. Uh, back to purpose because you and I are both dads. We're both fathers. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like most anybody who is a parent, if you ask them what their purpose is, you're their, their, they would say my purpose is to successfully raise Number my children answer. to every time exceed what I have done mm-hmm. in my own life and to, to be prepared to be great people, great yep. adults. Yep. So when we talk about our purpose, I mean, is that fair to use as a default answer or or are we supposed to set that aside and and think of our purpose other than that? What what are your thoughts on I that? I would wonder how accurate you believe that really is. I, I so I'm a coach. 
Mm-hmm. I've spent 17 years of my life coaching people. I can't have a regular conversation with regular people anymore. I just can't. <laughs> it's it's impossible. Right. It's 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 like you in in what you do with the fire department. You probably can't look at anything safely again the same way because you probably now I'm I'm curious about this. When you walk into a building, do you immediately start looking to see where the exits are? I do. Yeah. And I I look for smoke detectors yeah, smoke and such. detectors. But yeah. you know the biggest so, my I the fire service has changed me in other ways though in that I have trouble with emotion a little bit sometimes. Yeah, I now. can see that. So my vocation has has changed the way that I the, the screen, the filter, the lens that I put on anything. When people say my purpose is my children, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Right. I will walk them through an exercise if they're willing to find out more specifically what their purpose is. And and I mentioned this at the opening of the show. Our purpose today is really based on all the life experiences we've had up to this point. That whether, and this is why it's difficult for teenagers and people in their early 20s to really figure out what their purpose is. I think Mm. there's too much pressure on people at that age to figure out what their purpose is going to be because our purpose is bound up in our life experiences and there just haven't been enough of that yet. Yeah. It's, but you have to leap, you have to jump into something. And, 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 I would much rather hear because what you were use default. I'd much yeah. rather hear that as a default than um, I've been working in this job for twenty years and this is what I do and this is this is my purpose because a lot of people are in jobs for the comfort of life and the income and the stability and I would challenge anybody that thinks their purpose is easy as pie. Yeah, and I, I agree with that, and I think that. Because for me, if I set if I set the family aside, which which to me in my world goes without saying, mm-hmm. my purpose in life, and this is pretty broad, but it is it is to help other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything mm-hmm. that I have ever done that has been fulfilling to me has been to help other people. You know, uh, yep. we owned a large event production company, and we helped people bring dream weddings to life, dream corporate events to life. Uh, we How often them- did you see that though? Like. Did, did- how often was that on the forefront of everyone's mind, you, Catherine, everyone that was in the company? It was our mission. It was on the forefront of everybody's mind every day. And if it wasn't, you didn't make it in our business. Why? Because because at its core, that's 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 what we did. We weren't we we were a company that helped people. It so happened that the way we helped them was by producing special events, but our mm-hmm. core mission was to help people people. Yeah. It's kind of like Domino's. You know, there's a great study in management uh, when I was in, in school about Domino's pizza. Domino's doesn't see themselves as a, as a pizza company. They see themselves as a delivery company. Mm. They happen to deliver pizza. Capital One, they view themselves as a marketing company. Mm-hmm. They happen to market credit mm-hmm. cards, but their machine is built around marketing. Can I flip the script on that? Sure. Um, one of the things that I try to get every client that I work with to see is let's say they are a uh, electrical supply company. Okay. I want that company to, to realize that they are a leadership development company disguised as an electrical supply company. I love it. I want an event planning company to realize that they are a leadership development company disguised as an event planning company. That no matter what you provide to customers, it's really just a disguise because you are there to help people, specifically your employees. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I can I can say honestly with the event company, we were there more to help other people than our own employees. Maybe that was our fault. Maybe I, I looked at that wrong. Yeah, you screwed um, that up, buddy. Probably did. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just kidding. But, but you know, now uh, through the fire department, obviously, is all about helping people. What I do with uh, helping people with their businesses, yeah. just like what you do. It's about and, helping. And actually, when you mentioned the uh, my family's my purpose, it becomes the default. Actually, the um, the default, the real default is what you just said. What's your purpose? My purpose is to help people. Um, that's where my coaching comes into play. Like, okay, how do you do it? I want to know specifically how you help people because 90% of the people, whenever we get into a purpose conversation, say to help people, to help really? people, to help people. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it, and maybe I'm getting a little clouded over it, but it's almost like it's, um, it's a cliche now that mm-hmm. my purpose is to help people. And I'm glad because I think we're going through this societal transformation, especially with the shifting of the generations Call them millennials. I hate these labels that we put on everybody. But that is a deep driver for a lot of people in that age group is they really do want to find meaning and in, in help people. Mm-hmm. Where, they, where they're challenged by is to figure out how they actually do it in their day-to-day work. Yeah, It's obvious for me and you. We're on the radio welcoming our entire audience all the way from Bangladesh to call us right. at 804-454-1366 to let us help you. But really, anybody that does any kind of work in this world can say that they help people. I want to know, how do you do it? How do you do it intentionally? How do you do it on purpose? And they're probably going to they're probably going to flounder around with some answers because they really haven't thought that far about it. Right. There are things that you can do to really get that crystal clear in your life. It should be a driving force in your world, in everything you do, your family or work. I agree, and I feel like you and I are pretty good at, at living. That's probably why you're a uh, you're a coach in the whole thing. I uh, guess so. Well, we've got a caller here to talk about purpose. Uh, we have David on the phones. David, you're on the air. Oh, hello, hello. Hello, David. Today? What's up, man? How can we work with you today? Well, you know, as mentioned, you're talking about purpose. Um, actually, my family's company um, is working on how do we live our why. If you use Simon Sinek's Start With Why, The Golden Circle, yep. and the why is in the center. We're looking at, hey, we know our why as a company. We know our values. We know, like, basically, we are, you know, to your point, what you and James were talking about is we're a customer service company that happens to sell plumbing supplies. Yeah. And, you know, our goal is to serve people and care for them like family, you know, not only honor all of our promise, active with integrity, uh, serve people exceptionally, which means going above and beyond just what's the norm, mm-hmm. and sharing the prosperity that we get not only as a company, but as a family with our employees, with our customers, and our manufacturer partners. Now, you said you know and why like the, the company's why. Does everyone else in the company know what the why is? Well, the, the family company, uh, our employees and our customers helped us come up with it. So okay. So done back in 2015. But now what we're struggling with is how do we live that purpose in the next five years with all the changes that are happening with technology and with, you know, you mentioned millennials and me being one, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, expectations from workers. And it's really tough because, again, like you said, then it comes into question, well, hey, are we, you know, are we still able to live or why? Yeah. And, you know, my challenge is I think we are. I think most companies are. No matter what the challenge is, you have to just adapt and or evolve to change with the times. But you don't change your values. You don't change your purpose. You just change how you do it. Yeah. So here's some here's it. some thoughts on that. There's actually some activities that you can go through. Uh, about how many employees in the company? About 150. Okay. It would take some time, but mm-hmm. you could do it. You could actually get down to each employee and find out what their purpose is, what their why is. And the easiest way to do that, David, 
You mentioned Simon Sinek. The new book that came out three weeks ago, I think, is called Find Your Why. And he basically, it's like a a to-do manual, a how-to manual on how to take that why that you can create in the company and bring it down to every single employee. And I facilitated something very similar with about seven CEOs uh, two weeks ago, and it was absolutely transformational. And if you do that, there's some consequences to that. The good consequence is people attach themselves deeply to the corporate why, and they are on board. Mm -hmm. The negative consequence is some people may think, I'm not supposed to work here anymore. Oh, my gosh. My why is something else. So, Dave, we got to run off to a quick break. Um, thanks for the call. And uh, stay stay listening, because I'm going to keep talking about this when we come back from break, okay? Thanks, JJ. Thanks, buddy. All right. You're listening right. to The Great People Show. different music this morning i could sing that song it's motivational but i'm not going to <laughs> all right <laughs> so is obsession a good thing or a bad thing jj where are we at with this because I'm, I'm really confused i feel like obsession has a negative connotation in our society real quick before we get into that we have probably five minutes left, maybe six, where we could take a call or if someone does want to call in about this, you don't have to. Actually, yeah, call us. You have to. 804-454-1366. We're going to answer it on the show. I would like to hear from some of our audience members on what they think. I think the answer is yes. All right. <laughs> I think it's both. Now, I don't want to live my life without being obsessed about something. Okay. I don't. I really don't. Because... Um, most of the great things have happened in life in this world because of someone's obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this quote, obsessed is a word that the, last, that the lazy use to describe the dedicated. Obsess, obsessed is a word that the lazy use to describe the dedicated. So if you attach words like dedicated, motivated, driven, accomplished, successful, bring on the obsession. I agree. I think, though, the other side of that card is I have friends – that are really obsessed with certain things. Like what? Like what's uh, bad? I think that almost anything can be bad. So let me let me flip it around on okay. you. If you are obsessed with your business and you work that business 12 mm-hmm. hours a day, mm-hmm. six, seven days a week, and even if you love it, yep. you're obsessed with it, what else are you missing out totally. on in your life? That's the ultimate question. That is the ultimate question. Ray and I were talking about this in the office yesterday about this topic, that really obsession comes down to what are you sacrificing for the obsessed that is as, if not maybe more meaningful, because I'm okay with sacrificing meaningless things to be obsessed with work, right? right? But I am not willing to sacrifice family time. And then you have to think about what is the driver of the obsession? If you're obsessed with work, is that because you're trying to get a promotion because of recognition? Is that because you're trying to make more money so that you feel better about yourself? Even if you're obsessed with work because you get a personal high off of it, 
is that okay? I, I don't think it is. I, I I definitely don't think it is. But yeah. the problem sometimes with somebody who's so obsessed is even when they are spending that family time, whether it's because they want to, whether it's because their significant other is is telling them they have to, they're in, they're even spending the time with their family. Yep. Thinking about being somewhere else, thinking about whatever that thing is that they're completely obsessed with. And so, when uh, before we went to break, we were talking to um, to David about his 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 company. I'm not sure his his company is obsessed enough. And I say that because the companies once they start to dig into this, okay, what's our why? What's our purpose? It can. I'd say 90% of the time it becomes flavor of the month. Mm-hmm. People, people see it as being flavor of the month. That when there is a true obsession coming from, substitute the word passion, but passion is being excited about it in certain moments. Only whenever there's uh, an, it, the person's around can you see the passion. Obsession is whenever, no matter where you go, it's everywhere. And people go, wow, they're really obsessed about this whole customer service thing. My mm-hmm. goodness. That's a good sign. That means people are being pulled and pushed out of their comfort zone to be better and do better. And it's not just a dictate or a class or anything like this. Like you've, and it's it's very rare to see these kind of companies because they typically come from the CEO or the founder and that person nearly isn't around as much. Yeah. But you got you to gotta really plant it deep inside of people. I mean, a great example here in Richmond, uh, who's a, a friend of both of ours, is uh, is Mark Smith, who yes. owns the uh, Midas of Richmond. Mark is obsessed. He is obsessed. Yes. I mean, his culture, the culture that he lives and breathes goes through that entire company yep. in everything that they do. And it's a culture of giving. It is. Yeah. That's right. And and through giving, he has received so much. With never, ever really caring or wanting about that, really. Exactly. But it's, you know, it's because they, but they are completely obsessed with that vision, with that mission mm-hmm. uh, that they have. Uh, and there are other examples, too. That's just one that comes to mind because it's, it's a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. Um, so this really isn't as much about obsession as, as focusing on one thing too much, really, is is what is what is it pulling our attention away from? Because mm-hmm. I am an advocate of being obsessive over helping people, helping society, doing the right thing, providing for your family, um, spending time with your family, bring on those obsessions. I, I I just think that most people in our society, if they get obsessed with something, it's the wrong thing. And when I was looking through this topic, I was getting a little confused between obsessed and addicted. Hmm. I think people use the words interchangeably too much. Addicted should be left for the alcohol and the drugs and the other things that whenever we get attached to them, we can't let go of them. Those, I think, are more um, physical in nature. Yep. Whereas the obsession, as as Austin gave us the definition, which I had written down in my notes, but Austin was studying uh, an idea or thought that continually preoccupies or intrudes on a person's mind. And this was kind of funny, but probably not funny for some of the people in our audience. But if you Googled, I can't remember exact words, what are you obsessed with? The first two pages on Google are all articles about women being obsessed with men. Hmm. And um, considering the fact that there are three men in the studio right now, it's probably not a topic we should go very far into. <laughs> probably not. Uh, I've been obsessed with people over over time, but the reason that that obsession ever happened was because of a fear of loss. Right. It was a selfish, self-centered, emotional, I can't function without the presence of that person, and that is unhealthy. Yeah. So- let me, can I throw out a personal example? Toss that, it, brother. So, you know, and, and I've talked on the show a, a great deal, so I'm, I'm very active in the fire service. Yes. I, I would say that that is probably my biggest 
as far as an activity, my biggest obsession. Okay. And thank you for being obsessed with that, by the way. Well, (laughs) we appreciate that. I love it. The thing is what I do there, I can work as much as I want to. I could leave this show right now. Mm -hmm. I could go work till for the uh, the next week straight. But instead you're going to the Martinsville race without me. Please keep going. So, (laughs) but, but I, I limit my time. I limit my time that I spend working in the fire department because I'm aware that, you know, use addiction. I'm not going to use the word addiction, but I'm aware that if I let it, it could completely take over mm-hmm. everything in, in my sure. life. And sure. so I make a conscious decision to not, not allow that happen. I say, well, every week I'm going to give this many hours and, and that's how I limit myself. Yeah. And I, because I, I know that there's more to life than that. And I think that's true in your career. I think and I, maybe this has taken a different view than, than what you're saying, JJ. I just, I think that it's okay to be obsessed with something, but I think that we've got to make that conscious effort to remember that there's a whole huge world out there other than whatever it is we're obsessed with. I have an idea. I just came up with this activity that we can do is uh, draw a line down the middle of a paper at the top left, put unlimited on the one column and limited on the other. What are some things in your life that if you had unlimited time, you know you could and should spend that time with? What are things on the right side that should be limited. Okay. And yours, unlimited spend time with family, yep. limited spend time at the fire department, because there are things that we actively and consciously need to manage better, knowing what you just said, James, that if I let myself, I'm going to spend way too much over here. I need to make sure that I'm balanced over here because there's not that many things in our life where you truly should have unlimited time with. I'm doing very impromptu here. My family, spending time with Sam and the kids and spending time in prayer and studying God's word. Those are the only two things that I can really personally think of that if I had unlimited time, I should spend most of my time with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what do I spend most of my time actually focusing in on is the limited stuff. It is. It really is. Yep. Everyone else easily gets the leftovers. That's right. And, and honestly, my, my wife has, uh, Catherine's made that comment to me before, you know, when I'm, I'm, when I'm really having to be engaged in work and everything else, you know, I'll come home and I'm just spent. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's my family. Here's the most important thing in my world. Yeah. And the kids are in bed and, you know, Catherine would say, you know, I really just feel like we are getting the leftovers of you Ooh. at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's not like an argument between us. Uh, it's, it's, she's not mad at me, Yeah. but how do we, I mean, that's a tough thing. She's to, a good coach. Yeah. But that's a tough thing to overcome, JJ. It is, and well, for you, what's what, when you say it's a tough thing to overcome? Why is it so tough? Because I have to, I have to work hard to meet the financial goals that yeah. I have as the provider uh, for my household. That's my main job, but that's not my purpose. That's not what's important in my life. It's a, it's a catch twenty two. I think the hardest thing probably for us is me and you may, and certainly some other, other people that are listening right now, is that our obsession towards something actually helps the rest of our life. I'm going to use the example of the uh, working at the fire department. What, what an amazing example you're setting for your kids, for your children just to be able to say, yeah, my dad works for the fire department and I see him leaving and he's gone because they're at the age they may not fully understand all that. But, you know, when they get to be a teenager, they'll realize, you know, I don't get to see my dad as often. I don't know. I I was about ready to say when they're a teenager, they may say that they're not going to get to see their dad there often, <laughs> but that's probably an unrealistic expectation. Possibly. Let's hope our kids say that. That would be great. Good gracious. Let's hope they say that. 
but think of what you're really investing in their minds for the long term. I, I know so. that's not why you do it, but what an amazing part of why you do. And I think it's very difficult for us to explain, especially to our spouses, the reason that I'm so invested in this, the reason I'm so obsessed over it, it's for us. Yeah. It's very difficult for them to make that connection. And let's face it, we're not the best persons to speak to our significant other to make that connection for no, them. That is- I, I, you kind of hope that they're talking to their friends and their friends are speaking some some life into some truth into them and say, hey, you know, well, maybe this is a good thing in your relationship because this, 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 and this. And, and I... I love that we're talking about this, but I don't think this is the major challenge that people are dealing with right now. I think they're, they're, you, most of you that are listening to the show right now, you're too obsessed over the wrong things. And, and this has been a theme for us for several weeks now is too many people are obsessed over money and, and toys and accumulation. And maybe I'm just going through a very different personal a- awakening around this that there's so much emptiness involved in that. I understand what Austin said earlier in the show. He grew up in in severe poverty, and now he's trying to accumulate the wealth to make sure his kids don't go through that. And the question is, what's the limit to that? Yeah. What's the limit? Yeah, and it's it's tough. And, And my wife grew up in very similar circumstances to what Austin was describing, and she has spent her entire life making sure that, that she will not have that in for yeah. her children. Yeah. And I would say that that's been an obsession of hers. And now we're in a very comfortable place. I don't think she thinks about it so much anymore, but she spent a lot of, you know, her teens and twenties mm-hmm. focused on, I, I don't ever want I get that. this to be me again. Um, I get it. And I can't, I can't em- em- emphasize with that because I had the opposite upbringing. Well, to, to start to tie a bow on this obsession thing, my opinion is obsession in short can lead us to greatness. We have to be obsessed with our purpose. We have to be obsessed with why we were put on this earth. And maybe you're in a situation now where you just need to become obsessed with figuring that out. By the way, we said earlier, if you didn't catch it, you don't find your purpose, you build your purpose. Yes. It's up to us to build our purpose. Don't wait for the skies to open, the clouds to come down, and all of a sudden this light shine on you and say, there's your purpose. It won't happen that way. If it does, be thankful, but it probably won't. Uh, to to listen to our show anytime, 24-7, 365, the best place to go is greatpeopleshow.com, especially if you're interested in uh, becoming a supporter, advertiser of the show. We're on Apple iTunes. And certainly on Facebook, we come to you live every Thursday morning here on 97.7 FM, 820 AM, The Answer from Richmond, Virginia. 820theanswer.com is where we stream from. We are so thankful for our listeners because we know if you're listening to this show that you want something more in life, that you're looking for a coach. So thank you for being with us. We'll see you next week.